and broadcasting from Latvia as well as Texas. Welcome to the Christian Men's Life Group centering on ADHD, which stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. My name is David Michael Creel. I am glad to be here, one of your co-hosts, and I have the privilege of interviewing Jeff Hoskins, who is the founder of the ADHD Men's Life Group and really the host of this podcast. this podcast. Jeff became a born-again Christian in 2001, and he's a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. So before we get started, Jeff, let's pray, okay? Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this very first episode of the ADHD Men's Life Group podcast, and we thank you so much what you're doing in our lives, using what has been stumbling blocks in our lives and making them stepping stones for your glory and for our good. Bless this time we have in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, so you started this group called ADHD Men's Life Group. What gave the idea to create a group for men with ADHD? Great question, David. Uh, I was in a other group, a secular ADHD men's support group, and in that time, uh, I noticed that there was other Christians, and they were... Uh, looking for you know answers uh, from a biblical perspective, and there was not anybody that was sharing uh, God's word. And I thought to myself, you know what, that might be a good idea to go ahead and create a group uh, for other Christian men challenged with ADHD. So they're not, they know they're not alone. And they're being encouraged and motivated uh, and build each other up. Uh, so that we can grow in Christ. So that was the reason why I wanted to start that group. Uh, I praise God for that because that was an idea he inspired. So that's how that came came about. Yes, in fact, uh, I remember that you uh, contacted me through Facebook and shared about your ADHD uh, group and your ministry. And uh I was really impressed because it was actually the first time I've ever seen anything geared for Christians. Yes. This is and true. so, yeah, it's very true because I, I have really haven't seen anything geared uh, for the Christian community. And, uh, and the group is starting to uh, take off and it's definitely reaching people that probably uh, has been overlooked, you know, in society, the ADHD people, which again, our stories about living with it is just fascinating when you, when we look back at what the Lord's brought us through. Exactly. I agree with you 100%, man. Uh, you know, one of the verses that comes to, to mind, you know, through this, this process with the ideas uh, of, of starting a group, one of the verses in my mind that came to me, that spoke to me, is Jeremiah 29, 11. As written, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And I think about that God had a purpose, you know, with my ADHD, being able to share from my experiences and be able to reach other men to encourage support and to bring the awareness that these were, you know, what was a stumbling block ended up being uh, for my good regards to uh, 
in my life to get to this point. So I'm very humbled what God has done and he does have plans and they are to prosper and they are good. So uh, that first definitely spoke to my heart. And finally, uh, I was reluctant at first, didn't think I was adequate, but that verse that God spoke into my life really did give me the confidence, the boldness, the courage to do this. You know, it's also in Jeremiah when God called Jeremiah, Jeremiah said, no, no, you got the wrong guy. I'm too young. And God said, don't tell me you're too young. If I'm going to use you, I'm going to use you, you know. Yes. So you're definitely in good company with Jeremiah. <laughs> yes. And it's, that's cool that you mentioned that because I think about Moses, how God. Oh, yes. Stuttering Moses. <laughs> yes. Stuttering Moses. And that, yeah, the, the one who just thought, no, no, you need to call Aaron. He, he's an elegant speaker. I will just make mush out of my, my mouth, you know. Yes. And, and I can relate to Moses. Now, unlike a lot of people who get diagnosed when they're younger, uh, you actually got diagnosed when you were an adult. Yes. How did that come about? Great question. Uh, how that came about was back... Uh, I would say about 2017, 2018, my wife works in a mosaic program, uh, special needs, in which they prepare uh, people with ADHD, with autism, and all other mental challenges to be able to go out into the world and be able to have life skills to be able to uh, function. And she had noticed, you know, the characteristics of, of those who had ADHD I had those, those characteristics, and that's when we discovered that I can be tested to see if I have ADHD. Well, I went ahead and took the test, and it came back. Yes, I officially diagnosed with ADHD. It also was borderline Asperger's uh, as well, which is a, a higher functioning above autism. No, actually, no. Um... I, I think a lot of people need to know that ADHD comes with a whole slew of other challenges. And like for me, uh, explain uh, Asperg's because actually I've heard of it, but I don't know much about that. Sure. Uh, Asperger's, you know, there's not really the issues of, of uh, inability to speak. You know, those with it are able to do quite well in school. Uh, but it does come down to the situations when it comes to uh, social skills. Not, you know, not, uh. it affects, you know, our social skills, uh, not being able to, you know, certain concepts to us are, are very abstract, which are not to, to others. So mm -hmm. it comes with, with, with that, uh, being able to relate to people. That's a challenge with, with having it, but it doesn't really, no. go ahead. Oh, well, you were talking about challenges and in, in, in social, uh, feeling kind of socially out of it, I guess. Yes. Uh, then that must have been seen when you were small, like in your childhood. Yes, it was. It, it was. Uh, I remember uh, when I was little, I mean, I did ask a lot of questions and a lot of times I'd get in trouble. Uh, I remember uh, in first grade, how I was different. I was very much different. I was very hyper. Uh, I was very distracting to the other students. And 
I was put to the side. I was already put off to the side away from the other kids. And uh, that already uh, already gave me a complex that I was different. So I already know mm-hmm. that, that I have already been put a label, you know, regards to just being different. Um, they had suggested that I be put on uh, Ridland, but my, my mom was not having of that. She never talked about me having ADHD because back in the early 80s, it was it was it was still not a lot was known about ADHD yet. So yeah, um, that's right. I at that point was taken out of that school, went to another a Christian school, which they really couldn't do anything for me because I got way behind that year because I was out of school. Um, and eventually, the next year, I went to a public school again, and I was way behind. And so I was held back a grade. I was also very slow with my, my motor skills. Mm-hmm. I, I'm terrible. <laughs> I'm terrible at sports. I mean, I, I throw worse than Jerry's kid from Jerry Telethon. You know, it's pretty sad. Yes, I could dribble a basketball. My life counted on it. But what's funny, I play professional guitar, so apparently I, I'm terrible in this motor skills, but I'm pretty well in this over here, so. Yes, yes, and that's, that's, that's interesting regards to, you know, the, the, the gifts and the skill sets that, that we have. Uh, I know that for me, growing up, you know, being able to run was a way of getting, burning off energy, and I was always running and uh, that was a way of, of being able to deal with it. Uh, I also, you know, growing up, you know, education, you know, as we talked about, was very challenging for me. I struggled with math. I ended up having oh, yes. to get tutoring all the time. I remember one time, third grade, I got so mad, so frustrated, I couldn't articulate my, my, my words. So guess what I did? I took the math what? book and I chucked it into my bedroom window. Oh man, my mom was mad. She was mad, mad, mad. That was oh my gosh! For that. Oh wow! Yeah, math and me are not friends. Uh, in fact, when I look at my kids' math, I look like I'm reading hieroglyphics. It's like, yeah. what do these letters mean, and why? How come letters mean numbers? And and you know what happened to two plus two? You know, I could do that, but yeah. seriously. After after multiplications, that's it. I'm lost. Divisions, fractions, geometry, yeah. algebra. Nope, nope, nope. Means nothing to me. You know, you, you might as well speak, you know, Greek. I might understand that more. You know. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and if I didn't understand it, uh, you know, my, my emotional maturity was if I didn't understand, it, it's stupid. If it's not, yeah. If it's not something that makes sense to me, it's stupid. And I didn't know how to so, really articulate very well. <laughs> Yeah, in fact, I noticed with ADHD people like myself, it does affect us academically, it does affect us socially, it does affect us emotionally. Mm-hmm. You know, because we, uh, we're we very sensitive, I think. Yes, very sensitive. And if we don't uh, progress or, you know, keep up with the schoolwork or whatever, or start falling behind or not understand, that pressure of, oh my gosh, I'm dumb, Yes. begins to yes. eat away at us, or at least for me, it did. Uh, I'm assuming maybe you too. Yes, it, it, it did question myself a lot, second-guess myself a lot. And, uh, you know, it just was not, things didn't make sense. I mean, it, it was always chaos for me. And, 
And I, I was not, you know, very good at making friends because I had moved around. Uh, oh my goodness, about four or five times within a 10 year time frame <clears throat> between middle school to, you know, to uh, high school. Uh, so, so not even really a chance to have roots and make lasting friendships. No, I did not have that really that opportunity. Um, I had a few couple of friends uh, when I was younger, but as I got older, it became more and more challenging to be able to relate to other kids because not only was I dealing with, you know, as far as, you know, puberty going through that phase that everybody goes through uh, as you get older. I hated that period uh, so I, much. I, I hated it, but at the same time, I'm still like five sets behind the other kids anyways. Yeah, yeah. So I... What, what, and what Jeff means, just for, for those who are listening, uh, I've talked to other ADHD people too, and we were all comparing how we feel years behind our real age yes. that, you know, not that we're trying to act younger. It's just that mentally, emotionally, we are literally several years, if not more behind our physical age. Like I'm 55. You are what? 40 now? 46. Yeah. 46. Okay. I feel like I'm just hitting my forties emotionally and mentally, you know, um, not that I'm trying to, it's just that I've always related to people way younger than me because I, that's where I was mentally. So just wanted to kind of clarify that out for people that might be listening. Um, you know, yes. so now that was a buddy trail. That's an ADHD moment right there for us. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, so you moved around a lot. Uh, when you entered your adult life, how did you deal with, you know, your upbringing, you know, now that you were a teenager, young adult, how did the challenges affect you in your early to mid adult life? Yes, uh, for me, I had uh, already uh, had addiction. I had, had an addiction that was my way of, of coping with, with uh, life's uh, difficulties. And, uh, you know, Addictions are very much, you know, uh, in, in most cases with, with ADHD is, is, as far as the roots, uh, just not feeling good enough, the worth and all that, being different. That was something I had to deal with growing up. But I also bored. And I remember in fifth grade regards to just uh, just not having anything to do, I want to be stimulated. And I came across, came across um, pornography. And that obviously did help get my do dopamine levels up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then it ended up being a crutch. It ended up being a way of me dealing with 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 life, dealing with uh, those issues that uh, I just didn't have the words for. And mm -hmm. I had to deal with that going into my um, to my early twenties. Um, I was very much unhappy with my life. Uh, my you know, family had fallen apart. Uh, didn't really have any 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 close friends uh, in my early twenties, but uh, that was also so. In many ways, it was a sense of escape from yes. reality. Yes, it yeah, was definitely an escape for me. Uh, as a result, you know, of not being able to know how to deal with with life's uh, issues and problems, um, just not able to uh, able to to accept. Uh, and just live in denial that I didn't have a problem. I put a big old 
uh, wall up with people. I didn't, I didn't connect with people or talk to people because uh, I just didn't have the words. Matured wise, I was not at a point where I could. I still felt like that frightened uh, little boy many times yeah. in my twenties. Yeah, I hear that. I I can relate to that. Now, how did the Lord come into your life? What was it that led you to go to church and experience new life in Christ? And and when you became a Christian, did everything just become easy, or what happened? Uh, for me, I met my wife around uh, around two thousand, and she was you know uh, going back to church, uh, and that's when. You know, she brought me to church with her and there's times where she couldn't you know be there because of her job on Sunday so I kept going to church and uh, you know I really started to just I just felt that that uh, that pull that tug you know in my heart you know regards to the heaviness of of the truth you know regards to if I was to if I was to you know as far as try to live life on my own terms <coughs> make it on my own I wasn't I was poor in spirit that nothing I could say or do uh would would save me and I remember mm -hmm. that night where I heard the altar call about accepting Christ I was I at that point I, it was a it was a conflict within me to 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 put my trust in him because everyone else had failed me and hurt me but then it's just in that in that that moment that I just let go that time. I was tired. My life was chaotic. It was unmanageable. And uh, I was just tired of trying to trying to hold it all together and realize that the Lord uh, had mercy and grace for me. And he would accept me at that point that, that by faith in him, by grace, I've saved. And it was just a great burden lifted off me, which, you know, one of the verses that comes to mind um, many times, you know, for me was uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Come to me, y'all, who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And he, mm -hmm. and that definitely was true in that moment when I just let go and accepted Christ as my Savior. And ever since then, it's it, I haven't felt alone. I've had ups and downs, you know, regards to you know, it's a it's a journey, you know, regards to healing, mm -hmm. you, you know, to be completely healed. I wasn't. But many times that verse always brought me back, returning back to the Lord at times when I felt like my life was chaotic or, or crazy uh, at times. So uh, with that. Being but, there, throughout, but throughout all that situation, you found that the Lord was there for you. Yes, he was. He was there for me so many times where, you know, I'd messed up and. Mm -hmm. I would have emotional breakdowns and meltdowns and even mm -hmm. in the midst of it when I was realizing that uh, these are terrible things that I've done. I've been impulsive and uh, God can never forgive me. I, I realized at those moments that the, the Lord would forgive me as it says in the word, yeah. forgive you seven times seven. You know, he will forgive yep. you. And and that was the thing. I had remorse. I, you know, times when I messed up, uh, God allowed me in those moments to just be able to, he just gave me the grace to be able to uh, 
have that freedom in those moments to 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 change my mind to repent and, mm-hmm. and what was great about it and i've noticed it in many times is that when he did forgave me as he already had forgiven me for all past present and any future sins that it was covered at the cross i didn't have to sit there yeah. and do something to earn his love whereas when i was younger it was always about trying to find ways to earn love because i felt so unaccepted but the lord always forgave me uh in those moments and that right there that freedom to not sin uh was from his grace his grace taught me that i didn't have a license to sin but it gave me this this profoundness that i didn't want to abuse god's grace the freedom to not you know turn to sin that's what grace is for i didn't deserve it but yet man god just really just lifted me up so many times and he's been there through all the ups and downs you know the times that i've messed up i've sinned and i see that progression since 2000 uh definitely mm-hmm. see his, his his presence and uh just really remarkable through this journey how uh, been blessed with the son you know god provided you know a a home uh, he provided everything for us. So it's like, uh, it, it is so true, though, about God's kindness leading to repentance. Is so yes, true. yes. You know, it's hard to celebrate recovery, and I don't think a lot of people uh, know what celebrate recovery is. Can you kind of share a little bit what it does, what it offers? Sure. It, it, it is a Christ-based recovery uh, ministry. It's faith-based, and uh, the, our higher power in solid recovery, you know, is Jesus Christ. It's a it's a twelve-step program, like many other recoveries uh, that you may have heard in, in secular. But Christ, you know, is is the is our higher power, and it's based on twelve steps, in which they're based on the scriptures. Mm-hmm. So that is 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 a uh, what celebrate recovery uh, is. Um, How did you get involved with the Ministry of Celebrate Recovery? I got involved in the Ministry of Celebrate Recovery uh, back in uh, December of, of 2018. And uh, that's, you know, before that, two months before, uh, that's when I hit rock bottom with my, my sexual addiction, where I had unfortunately, you know, committed an online uh, affair, whereas I, at that point, was... Uh, out of my house for about two months, uh, staying with family, friends, hotel rooms, all that, and uh, having to go into counseling in the church. Uh, I started that work on myself, marriage. Uh, I started to regain that trust. And then, praise God, in, in December, I was able to finally move back home. And a, a buddy of mine was also in uh, 88, it uh, was in. Um, was in self recovery, and he had told me about it before. And I had told him the week before I moved back. It's a total God thing. He told me after I confessed what was going on with my situation about going to celebrate recovery. And I went to the first meeting with him just to check it out. And uh, man, it just like felt like wow, that when you come here, it, it is it is awesome to see people not have a mask. They're able to 
you know, share about their past hurts, hangups, bad habits uh, with others out there. And it's like it's 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 like having church. But many of the things that they talk about, the issues are in the open, which is not like yeah. that in church. And uh, just being able to have that closeness that was really was was great. And, and, the, and it's the second meeting that I went to. I walked through the doors because it was a cell recovery close to my work. And uh, for me, uh, the the, uh, the minister there at the time just opened arms when I first came in. Everybody just loved on me. And they showed me so much mercy and grace, freely giving it to me. Uh, as I walked in the doors, I felt loved. I felt accepted. And it, as time went by, I continued to work the steps in recovery in which I, I found, you know, obviously had peace with God. I already accepted the Lord as my savior. So I was returning back to God. But what I really focused on for me and that was the recovery uh, with uh, peace with myself, peace with others, and then just being able to continue to the peace, continue to uh, show acts of service uh, to others that uh, newcomers that are facing the challenges that I was uh, facing when I came into the ministry. Sure. We only have roughly about four minutes left, okay. Jeff. And I just want to ask you two more questions. What do you see next in your future? What I see next in, in, in the future is you know, the, the mission of being able to have the, uh, to be able to have the podcast uh, be used to, to promote awareness, you know, of ADHD in, in the church, being able to, uh, to deal with information, uh, with uh, teaching and being able to help others understand the facts about ADHD in the church. Uh, that's something that I want to continue to bring this to the attention of, of the Christian community. Uh, also to be able to have the support, have it, you know, where vision is that one day that there, that in the church, Christian brothers and sisters will know where they can go to get information about ADHD and support without the stigmatism of it, you know, just being a sin and something that uh, that is the case, which is is not. As we all know, we live in a, in a fallen world with uh, the Adam and Eve, the fall of man, and the ADHD is just a byproduct of just like death, famine, uh, all the things that come with the curse of of, of sin. So. That's really my focus at this point going going forward. Um, I'll definitely want to you know mention that uh, where God began doing a good work in me, sure He'll continue it and He'll finish it when Jesus Christ comes again. Philippians one six. So I say this that God's not done with me, uh, no matter how long I've been in recovery or in this journey of ADHD. That God is continuing to to build that work. And I, and I look forward to the day when I see Lord Jesus, when I am complete, I am in a glorified body. So I'm definitely uh, pressing on, as Paul says, you know, in this journey, pressing on in spite of all the adversities and challenges, you know, being a Christian man with ADHD. That's right. Jeff, I want to say thank you so much for sharing with us, the audience.
Creel coming to you from Latvia and was interviewing Jeff Hoskins, who is the founder of ADHD Men's Life Group, which you can find on Facebook. For more information, contact us and we'll get that information to you right after this. Until next time, God bless. <laughs>